Hellers or Hells, welcome to this episode 180. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? We're back. And this is Bobby. We're back. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New yeah, Year. 2020. New decade. We're entering the 25th season of MLS, you guys. The 25th season of the LA Galaxy. You know how an anniversary I... pin. What we should have had was that that anniversary silver jersey, and I think they kind of did it, but apparently they're doing it across the entire league and not just the original 10 teams or nine teams because Tampa Bay is oh, there yeah. more. But um, mm. that would have been cool if it was just exclusive. And we talked about this yeah. at some point last year. So they kind of did it, but they did it across the league. But you know, whatever. I don't, I don't think Miami. I don't think Miami deserves to be recognized as a – original team i mean they're 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 a completely different team they paid an expansion fee to get into the league oh actually no they didn't huh hmm okay i think mm. maybe we should consider them yeah maybe they, they did a <laughs> chivas usa slash uh, lafc kind of deal yeah it, although, you like, know what the, although the, this new miami team oh my god you know, the, the hype behind this team and it's they fought in, at least so far in the off season since we're about just a little over a month away from the season opening they have been a dud they don't even have a coach they haven't signed a big name player all this hype for absolutely nothing yeah i really did feel like this was going to be like an atlanta type you know opening to to the season but you're right that it's been really sparse unless all of a sudden they have to they do all this stuff you well, know they have the, to they have to in the next in order for the team true, to begin. To. So that's I mean, why I'm like, I mean, what are you talking about? And I like believe, they, all I believe they do coming. have a coach. I believe they I, do have a coach. Though. I don't think they have a coach yet. They they do. They did they, they, they uh, announce it already? It was the guy. Oh shoot! Wait, I I I had it up somewhere, but now now I don't remember. Because for a while it was rumored that it was going to be Patrick Vieira. There were uh, a bunch of people that were when that were rumored to be. Nobody wanted to take the job for some reason. Well, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, it's a it's a lot. It's 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 a daunting task to come in to a league to a troubled, already troubled place like Miami, which you know we we had a lot of issues with even them even getting a stadium. They're using a temporary stadium that they're building right now, and then they're going to move in a few years. So all of that, I mean, yeah, that's still a better situation than NYCFC, but all of it has been really rocky. But the the head coach. Is Nelson Vargas? Oh, so okay. He's I, from I must have missed Standard. that. Oh, wait, is is from that the, uh, Yes. Okay, I, I did remember that then. Okay, never mind. Either way, it's you still remembered kind of it, a yet you dud. forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's still kind of a dud, though. When you think about like who when you think about Miami, you want something big, right? You want you want a huge name. You want the even Patrick Vieira. I think would have been a, a good. Um, a good fit for Miami. I think Thierry Henry might've been a good, like it would have been a flashy name. They may not have been successful, but they would have been a big name. What Lewis is saying though, is that the flashy announcement should have already began and it should have been going throughout this entire uh, preseason. When you, when you look, yeah, exactly. When you look at what Atlanta did, Atlanta started with, okay, who's our coach? And they got a big coach. And then that coach handpicked, all of his players and they've been although they've only been there for three seasons they've been pretty successful um 
in those uh, in those three seasons. And I mean, you can even make the same case for LAFC. LAFC said, okay, here's our coach. Go handpick your team. And he did the same. Miami, on the other hand, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, it's a big so, old hey, I, I, that they're not taking advantage of yet, well, at least. I don't know. To, to, in, in all this talk, have we talked once? We haven't said Nashville even once. And they're in the same position. They're starting this year. What are they it's doing? It's not the same position. It ain't like a Becca Moan team that you've been hearing about for years and finally coming into fruition. It's not the same. I think the okay. hype was behind Miami. So you expect more from them and didn't expect too much from Nashville. So, you know, whatever is happening over there, you know, people just don't really care. So as much as Miami, oh, David Beckham's team, how long has he been doing that? And, oh, man, that guy can bring in, you know, any star around the the world and they're going to want to play for him and blah, blah, blah. And that hasn't happened. I mean, the first rumor so, was, oh. is he bringing Messi? That was like the first rumor before the rumor right. of his team, you know? Yep. Like, yep. Right, right. Yeah. And, of course, there's, all those rumors you take with a grain of salt. But either way, I mean, I, I still feel but those, as of but right that, now, but it's been half a bust. Yeah, but that's just an example of the expectations. Yes. Exactly. All right. Let's go ahead and move on. We, we, we do have our own team, right? I don't know. Do we? we <laughs> well, we do. We're, we're, we're in the process of, of, of rebuilding. Hey, uh, I don't know. I'm just way, seeing a ton of man but, buns. On, I don't on, know anybody before, that's different. <laughs> we have so, I, think, I, think the big, I think the big revelation of this offseason has been that it turns out that DTK really, really likes man buns. Like if I were if I if I was Ramon Ramon Alessandrini right now, I'd be growing my hair out as much as possible so I can get that thing in a. He should be able to do it pretty easily. <laughs> Who's Ramon Alessandrini? Ramon. Ramon. Uh, okay. uh, by the way, by the way, by the way, guys, here's how much here's how much Miami has not made a big difference in in our lives. Who who did I say the head coach was? Nelson Vargas. Yeah, I it's think actually. So. It's actually Diego Alonso. <laughs> Jesus what the hell Christ. are you reading then? <laughs> and what was I remembering? I was, I was reading for I was reading the the head coach of Miami FC, not Inter Miami FC, which there's a difference. Okay. Which is weird because uh, okay, you told me too. I'm like, okay, because that name sounds familiar. Okay. But you remembered though. But you remembered. Yeah, that's when you remember. when you like, forgot. Wait a minute. That's what I'm saying. Like that sounds familiar. Like why did I remember that? Because I remember that name. Because you did it, fool. You <laughs> just said you did. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> that's how you know we've been away from this for far, far too long. So with that, gonna go ahead. There we go. It's not balls and beers. But here we are. We're recording our first podcast of the new year, our first podcast in like two months, and uh, and here we go. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Ooh. Here's to a new year and a new season uh, for the Galaxy, who are in the middle of rebuilding their team yet again. <laughs> uh, well, was that? You know, it, three, it, it didn't work out seasons? so well last year. It yeah, didn't it work did. out so well last year. So. So, well, here, so here we are. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it didn't. Although either. So I mean, honestly, looking at what's happening right now, I don't expect anything better. So we'll see. Well, the the, the lineup and the roster is <laughs> obviously say, still incomplete. But, but, but to and... say we haven't moved, we didn't move the needle last year from the years prior, or to say that we we wasn't a really good. It was a pretty successful. We were back and forth, but to say it wasn't pretty successful to get to the playoffs at least when we were being so horrible the two years prior is ridiculous. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, I think, but ah. but I mean, as you said, Bobby, we need, we move the le- needle a little bit, but we're used to being the needle. So that's that's the thing is like we're used to setting the standards. <laughs> well, don't get so excited so for this year. Having, ha- yeah. Well, I, honestly, I think that this year is going to be and and not like the 2017 year. I think this year is going to be more about the system and more about the team as a collective, as a unit, rather than having the one superstar that you're heavily reliant on because i mean let's be honest like for all of zlatan's amazing feats we were we were too reliant on him last year and and he didn't work in the system and we talked about that but when you have a guy like zlatan you have to play for him so you know what are you gonna do it's kind of like scolotto was was stuck between a rock and zlatan so speaking of which, well, and I, speaking of which, there's, there's so much I can on. argue there too. Still, but <laughs> go on. There's so much I can argue still, especially with all the stats that we saw last year. But anyways, go on. Uh, he, he, I mean, we played for him, and he got 30 goals, and, and we, he was the I reason that we better. got, and he was the reason we got to the playoffs. Without him, there Absolute, was no, there was still going to be no team. There was still no I'm team not, to work with. I, so I'm still I'm saying in this that. in this I'm situation with the, with what, who we're putting in so far, I don't really see anybody that's going to really make that much of a promising like change for the team that we even have at the no, moment. No. I don't, I don't so, think that should ever so be we expected. Still, so we still need a striker that can give us those numbers like Zlatan did in order to be successful this season, I believe. I don't yeah. think you need a – I mean – to, to say, oh, we need to replace 30 goals. That doesn't that does not happen every day. You can't do that every season where say, okay, well, here's a 30 not. goal score. Here's I'm just a 30 saying goal we, score, I, I'm just saying we, I'm just saying we need a big goal scorer because if I don't because I don't really see what we're in our lineup right now. I still don't see strength in the midfield too much, even though you can probably say question, but I mean he's old news for me. And uh, the only person that for me, I know we're going to go through this with Luke, with David because he wants to go one by one. But the only person that seems any, any interest that looks good and I wish we had last year was in Sua. Yeah. Well, OK. So Bobby brought it up. So let's go ahead and talk about the pieces that we have brought in so far. We are not finished uh, rebuilding this team yet. There's still some spots to go. But for the most part, you can see where they're headed and, and what they're trying to do and the and they're, they're at least right now they're filling in the pieces that uh need to be filled in so let's go ahead and talk about it so the first official signing of the offseason was uh sasha question uh we got him from uh orlando and uh, albeit a few years too late he finally makes his way over uh to los angeles where he's been wanting to play now what bobby's comment what he's uh, I'm assuming he's referring to is his age, 34 years old. Um, I'm assuming that's what you're saying, like oh, old man question. Yes, yes. Like, why? Okay. Also, um, also, just just not. I, to me, I, what I'm seeing, he's he's gonna be a, a sub. He's gonna definitely be like a, a a midfield sub. But I just don't think he's gonna be a good starter or anybody that can go a full 90. And I I just don't. I'm just not feeling so hot, but I hope he proves me wrong. I mean, of course, I want everybody to prove me wrong that I don't feel hot about, but, you know. For me, I feel that this is actually a pretty solid signing, but it's for depth. It's not for starting. It's not for the yeah, home run that yeah. everybody was expecting. And in this It's for schedule, to cross the line. <laughs> right. Uh, in this schedule that we'll eventually get to, you're going to need all the depth in the world and i think question really provides that the guy is a veteran of the league so 
you're going to have that presence in the locker room on that field. We didn't have, have we didn't really have that last year. Uh, maybe Pontius was the guy that you would bring in to just kind of, okay, we need to calm this team down, settle down. We got to finish this that would game be off. The best example. That's, that's question right there. Question is actually also very versatile in the midfield. Yes, he probably would be a spark off the bench, both defensively and offensively, since he plays both sides of the ball very, very well. He can go box to box. He can play on the wing. He can play in the middle. He can find that through pass. He has good vision. Granted that he probably won't be going 90 minutes for 34 games. But again, this is for depth. All these little things that you could put in there that we were missing last year. He adds uh, to the team this year. So for me, I think it's a solid signing. It doesn't have to be a home run. It doesn't have to be a DP guy. No, I mean, it's um, an okay. It's, 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 an, it's an intelligent signing for sure. There we go. But I'm not excited go. about it. Right, well, right. And I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not, not hating on it, but I, I'm not <laughs> hating on it. But when I saw the announcement, I'm all, ah. <laughs> you know, when I when I saw when I saw the announcement, I went, hmm, OK. That's that's a guy who can provide something that we were kind of lacking last year. There was something we expected out, out of Fabio, somebody who's going to break the lines, somebody who's going to provide some good passes into the the outside uh, wing guys coming in to try and score. Like that's the one thing that we're I think that we're really really missing the stuff that Legette yeah really but we need that do. a full ninety not someone right. just coming in at the but, second half. But I'm we saying he's a, like but he's a guy. 90. That's why I was like ah old news. But he's a guy that also can come in, and when when we don't have our big name players, you know, our Open Cup games, our you know games against Chicago midweek or whatever, he we can bring guy a guy like Kleshin in, and he can provide a decent amount of service and through balls. And if you listened, and what's funny is that like I I listened to his um his interview that he had on Extra Time Radio a few weeks ago, and one of the things that he talks about a lot is his. His sort of like he's always been in the orbit of the galaxy, and he used to go to galaxy game as as kid as a kid. Yeah, because he grew up here. You know, he, grew, he was born I think in Anaheim. He grew up in Huntington Beach, um, so he's an LA guy. He's just been away. Well, then I want know, a fucking well, tattoo. I want a tattoo, and I'll change my mind. Then then again then again he's he was at Chivas USA during the good years. Yeah, when, and I remember like, that too. See, that's during what, that's during the years, sour thing in my my side. Yeah. Well, but he was during he was there during the years when when the Galaxy weren't that good, and Chivas USA was actually getting was actually doing better than them. But the one thing he said, which kind of brought a smile to my face, is he's like, "We were better than them. We just couldn't beat them." Sound familiar? So he's been on the other side of that. He yeah. knows what it's like. He knows what it's like, and I think he's he's the kind of guy. Seeing as that he played for Bob Bradley, he, um. At, at Chivas USA, he brought him in for the national team, except when it mattered the most for the World Cup. So maybe he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, something to prove against Bob Bradley, right? Uh, um, the one other great I'll thing that he mentioned, yeah, the one other great thing that he mentioned is that uh, when he was at, um, what was he? He was in Belgium, right, Louis? Yes, he was. What was that? Yes, he was. Did you just remember he, that? He was in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to hit that. I just guy. remember that. <laughs> I just remember that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I can't remember if he was at Standard Liège or if he was at um, – oh, no, no. He was at Anderlecht. And he told he told the story about how when he was at Anderlecht, he played against P- 
PSG in Champions League against Latan. And he went in for a tackle against Latan. And Zlatan got in his face. And Zlatan told him, who do you think you are with that mustache? <laughs> and so question, question, went, question went right back at him. He goes, look at you with that nose. And he says, Zlatan got all pissed. Who's talking about noses? No one's talking about noses. So, I mean, you know, he, he knows he's a guy who's not afraid to stand up to a guy like Zlatan. He's a guy who is, you know, going to, I think, fight for the team. I think that he's bought into the system and he's going to be a hardworking working guy for us. And he's a defensive midfielder. Like that's the thing. He's a very, very box to box kind of defensive midfielder. He's going to be able to play in those passes from deep. That's the one thing that's going to free up Jonah. So I think that switch that, that kind of bite that we get from Perry kitchen with, but he also has the passing ability that kitchen doesn't. I hope. Yeah, I mean, all of this is you're hoping for the best when you sign any player. And, of course, you have a 50-50 chance of whether or not the signing was successful. So, you know, I mean, you got to remember that when when you sign someone, you, you sign them with the idea that he is the best fit for your team. Remember that Jorgen Shovik was the next Yelle Van Damme. Mm. So, mm. you know... So there's that. Well, I never I saw him that way, that but yeah, I never saw it that way. But yes, he was way he was supposed to be way was, better than how he who, delivered. Who actually <laughs> said who actually said that us. hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Who actually said Jorgen Shelvik is the next Val- Yella Van Damme? I think what he was saying is he's the replacement for Yella Van Damme. That's not the same thing. Yeah, that's all. Well, that's whatever all forward, reason. whatever forward we get is the replacement for Zlatan. He's not the next Zlatan. <laughs> Am I wrong? Okay, okay, fair enough. I like how Maggie got about that. <laughs> truly believe. Yeah, he did. I don't. I don't think. I don't think anybody thought that. I, I or or whoever. I don't, did I don't remember. Th- I, re- I don't sentiment. remember thinking that. I don't remember thinking that. Yeah. yeah. I, no, we never thought that. that sentiment, was, I think it was. Who said it? It's online people. I think I guess. it was it's the front office. It was the front office. <laughs> Are you talking about Chris Klein? And we're talking. Well, this is the front office. Are you talking about Chris Klein? Are you talking about Pete Vianis? Well, yeah, they have, yeah. well, they have, well, I don't know. Which don't know. is my I don't point. remember hearing that, yes, but I don't remember show. hearing it, though. Anyways, let's move on. That's so old. <laughs> I'm going to smack you with my Anyways, paleta camada. Anyways, I mean, talking <laughs> talking Shelvick, I mean, we still have him, and that's that's shitty. We do. We do still have but, him. But, <laughs> I mean, we still have him. Well, he will officially be in the, in the books. He's going to be... Uh, we have to pay him, but we are going to loan him out. It's almost, I mean, it's 99.9% no, certain that he us, will yeah. not be. Yeah. Uh, 99.9% uh, that he, if it's not a hundred, that he will be loaned out somewhere. If, if you're not paying attention, uh, we currently have four left backs on the roster, including Shelvick, uh, which brings us to our second signing. Who's, who's the third guy? In, uh, uh, I will, I'll get to him when we're done okay. with Insua. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Emiliano Insua. But it didn't Katai get signed second, the next? Aren't you not going in that yes. order? Yes, but since we talked about left backs, I will just got go you, ahead and jump. Got you, All right. Um, <laughs> segways, segways. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, okay, 30-year-old Argentine left back uh, will be 31 in four days, actually. Uh, so, again... On the wrong side of 30, and as Bobby said, I agree. 
that I would have liked this guy maybe a couple of years ago. But hey, it is what it is. No details as far as the contract. That's pretty normal. We don't know for how long. We do know that no allocated money was used. No TAM, no GAM was used. So he is actually is under the salary cap. I So I believe it's 500K. I think it's half a mil. So uh, at the very least, something like that, yeah. Something like that, yeah. It's around that 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 figure. So I think that alone is actually a very solid signing. Is a guy who has played in Boca Juniors, um, has played in Liverpool, has played in Atlético Madrid, uh, Rayo Vallecano, and most recently at uh, Stuttgart, who were relegated uh, to the second division, and in an alternate virtual reality he has played for the galaxy in 2015 and 2016 and won a must cup both times um <laughs> How? Uh, so, uh he i actually uh brought him into my galaxy career oh, in FIFA 15 yeah that's funny yeah yeah so when i saw him i'm like yes so uh so i'm actually uh, um not excited but i, I actually think the the, the signing think this again is, signing, is very actually. solid Here's, here's more exciting, more a little bit more exciting signing, and makes because you are bolstering up but. a defense that's sorely needed uh, some strengthening. And here is a guy who is playing a position that we're kind of eh about because Shelvick was a starter, and if it wasn't Shelvick, it would have been uh, Triori, or okay. you would have had to put uh, Polenta, who's no longer there, or Romney, who's no longer there. So you were short in that position. Here is here's your starter. When something minute. happens, wait, here's a Wait a minute. You said we had four people back there. I only counted three. Okay, and, so uh, and we're short. We're, we have too many, and and we're we're short. Okay, so on? we were so in the off season we picked up Insua, so he's new. We have Troy that we protected, so that was the second one. We have Shelvin. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. I'm saying we're short, we're looking at the talent here. We also picked up Danilo Acosta from one of the waiver drafts, I think, from oh, Orlando. Right. So. So he he's actually not officially been signed yet, but we have his rights. The fact that we got it, I, I got to imagine that he was signed for a reason. If you bring him in, you got to figure that he is our second left back behind Insua. We still have Troyori on the books, which means Shelvick's on his way out. There's no reason to have four people there. Uh, so uh, just like that, we've replaced two guys uh, with those two uh, signings. I like the signing of Insua. He is a guy that moves forward, so it's obviously fitting in Skeletal's system. At, very good at long balls. Very good at uh, tracking. You know, he, he looks. He looks. He looks. He looks promising. He's I think those, imp- he's, he's one of the guys that every once in a while I go, that guy's going to be a great player this season, and then I'm right. This is the guy. Mm. Uh, I, I think mm. more, more importantly, more importantly, he speaks Spanish. That's so he can play. Guess, so, so he I, can. I coach, he cannot. <laughs> Coach the national team. Got it. <laughs> All right. Got it. Uh, he has also been, uh, although not a regular, he has played on Argentina's national team as well. Uh, but a few caps, no? you know, uh, a few caps. It's, it's not a lot. It's a few caps. Yeah, it's not a lot. I'm sure he was called in. I think he was in the preliminary squad in 2018, uh, but didn't make the final cut. I believe. I'm not entirely sure about oh. that. But either way, you know, when you, you're coming from a a country like Argentina that that spits out talent like nothing. Uh, if he's even on the radar, he's got to be somewhat decent. So yes, it, it's a signing that I'm not absolutely excited for, but I really like the signing. I think it's very very solid. I think he should fit the system. Uh, hopefully, he can cross the ball. I think that's probably the, one of the more important things. If you're going to go up 
and you're going to play a lot of offense, then you better learn to cross. Um, so no, I think this is what we're getting with him. That's what I'm trying to yeah. say. This is exactly yeah. what we're getting from. This is why I wish we had him last year. That's why I'm. That's what I'm saying. Very, right. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So uh, for me, it is a solid signing. So I, I I I give this signing an A. And let's go ahead and move on to the final signing. Alexander Katai, 28-year-old Serbian midfielder, from last played on the Chicago Fire. The Chicago Fire declined his option, so the Galaxy picked him up. He was a DP in Chicago. Hmm. He is not a DP here. Yeah. So we, again, no, no uh, details on the contract, no details on uh, the signing as far as uh, we, we do know that he was uh, used with um, allocation money, so I'm not, not sure if it was Tam or Gam. I'm pretty sure it's Tam. Uh, so it has to be somewhere. If he was a DP before, he's got to be somewhere in the high sixes, so maybe like eight, nine hundred, maybe a million. I think a million still in the in the threshold of Tam. So it's possible that he's being paid that much. Now, for me, again. Another solid signing. And this one, I will admit, I'm probably a little bit more excited than Insua, only because here's a guy that is going to play opposite of Pavon, and now you have a two-headed monster in the midfield running running at you. Now, the downside of this is this is all but the last nail in Alison Drivi's coffin as far as his Galaxy career, because I think that's who you brought in Sort of place Alison Brady. Potentially, I think that uh, uh, this could be the la- a last ditch effort by. DTK to make sure he's got his bases covered in case the deal with Alessandrini doesn't get done. But then again, he could be using this as a way to bring Alessandrini's price down significantly mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. more than anything that's what we need. And I think, and I think even even with that. The Katai signing, you look at a guy like Al Sandrini and you say, well, sure, we'd love to have him back, but he's injury prone and we may not get the same Al Sandrini that we saw two years ago. And so you bring in a guy like Katai to as a just in case. That's the one thing we didn't have last year with Zlatan is we never had a guy that if Zlatan went down, somebody else was going to come in and score goals. And thankfully, that never happened. But at least with Katai, last year he scored six goals in Chicago. He had seven assists. The year before that, he had more goals and more assists. So he had a little bit of a down year. But I also think that that was part and parcel because he played on the Chicago Fire, who was essentially a dumpster fire last year. Uh, which you know, part, and they're turning I, out to be even worse this year. I was going to say, I think that's the inspiration they took with their new logo, but. With all that said, I think this is guy. This guy is a just in case guy. Or Dave's a, never hated a logo so much. I'm not. I've never heard you speak of any logo more than this. This logo. I see. I don't see him as a just maybe, in case guy. Maybe he's not a just a in case guy. Maybe maybe Alessandrini is the just in case guy. Maybe this makes Alessandrini the just in case guy. But. We as of right now, we don't have any any kind of um, news for Alessandrini. We just are all assuming that he's most likely going to be gone because, you know, that's that's how it's leaning. But I I'm not willing to 
I, I, I want to hedge my bet toward I think he maybe would take we a find pay a way cut. to keep. Well, that's the thing. I, he doesn't want to take a pay yeah. cut. He he considers himself a DP level talent, which you know two years ago he was. But now with the injuries and everything on the wrong side of thirty, as Lewis said, that changes. And so it's just getting him to understand that there that he can still have a good, uh, you know, final few years of his career, making a decent amount of money rather than a very good amount of money. You know what I mean? I I think this is a tough sell because. As you said, I think Allison Jr. deserves and he has one last paycheck, one big paycheck left in him, whether that's from here or anywhere else. I mean, where is he going to go? Is he going to go to China? He's not going to he's not going to get a big paycheck in France. He's not going to get a big paycheck really anywhere else in Europe except well, for I mean, the lower leagues. And, and but that's relative, though, because a big paycheck in France is not the same as a big paycheck in MLS. So True. so a, a French team can pay two million two million dollars a year, which is pennies to them, but that makes him a, a, a DP guy here in MLS, which is extremely valuable. You don't want to, you know, and, and I hate to use this term in regards to Alessandrini, but you don't want to waste a DP slot on a guy that, you know, is just kind of like going on his last hurrah. I feel that here is a guy who I would like for him to stay, but this is a hard sell in that if you have Katai and you have Alessandrini, that's amazing depth. That is amazing depth that you well, can I mean, have two guys that can start at any moment. But that's what we were want, missing last year. Is amazing right, but depth. Would you we want, had none. Okay, but would you would you want or would the Galaxy be willing to pay Tam money on a depth guy? Because again, the rules of MLS it just kind of like handicap you in this. Your depth guy is probably a guy that has a contract similar to Insua's, where you're not using up any sort of alloc- uh, allocated money. You want Allison Drini to have that same contract. Hey, we're keeping you under the salary cap. Well, we're not using you as a DP or um, as a TAM player and use you as depth or, you know, we'll switch you around. I mean, that would be absolutely perfect. But is Allison Drini going to take that type of a pay cut? I mean, he's taking well more than 50% of a pay cut. Do you think he's going to do that? The answer I mean, is no. We paid him for almost nothing, almost nothing last year. Yeah, but again, I think, and it also goes down to well, how badly do you want to stay in LA? The guy is ex- was extremely happy here, but I don't think that was enough to say, hey, I'm taking that much of a pay cut in order to stay here. I, I just don't see it happening. Officially, Alessandrini is out of contract. He is no longer the LA Galaxy. It expired on January first, so. He is up for grabs to literally anybody who wants to sign him. And I can't imagine that there isn't any other team out there that wouldn't offer him more than half a million dollars to play wherever it is that, um, you know, whoever it is that's offering that contract. Now, if that's the case, then Advantage Galaxy. But I, I honestly don't believe that Allison Genie would be coming back. In all honesty, it looked like he was probably on his way out anyway, considering that he would have had to take a pay cut, regardless if we had signed Katai or not. He would have had to take a pay cut to stay. We've all known that. And I'm yeah, not but now, sure. Now the pay cut is, is very different, considering that we we signed Katai. Right, exactly. And and for that reason, I just don't see Allison Genie coming back. But you you never know. Who knows? You know, uh, DDK could... Uh, work a miracle here and um, you know find a way to make it work. I don't see it happening, but you never know. Either way, it's a guy that you know when when Katai was signed. Obviously, the the assumption was that Alice Dreamy was gone, and Galaxy Twitter 
was once again divided uh, on the side that you were on. Uh, there was the yep, you know, good riddance, Alessandrini. Other and the other uh, side was the they were sad to leave. They didn't want to see him go. I'm on the side that hey, when you were here, I loved you. You were a fan favorite. You bled blue and gold. You you know, I know you were willing to run into a brick wall for this team. Unfortunately, that that brick wall tore you down a couple times, and you just can't afford to pay this guy uh, or even just use a, a DP spot on this guy who played, I want to say, less than half the games available that, in the three seasons that he was with the Galaxy. It's just not a risk that you're willing to take anymore. And we, even when we signed him, we knew that he had knee problems. So, you know, the front office did sign a player that was injury prone, but he turned out to be a fan favorite and I'm sad to see him go. But as far as the business side of this, it's, I think it's a necessity. Probably, probably, uh, you know, I, I remain hopeful, but, um, you know, like you said, it's it's kind of divided. Um, looking at looking at Katai, I feel like the highlights that I've seen of him from Chicago, he looks like what Alessandrini was for us a few years ago. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, so as of right now, as of right now, our roster stands, uh, uh, or our roster is listed as of yesterday. Our forwards are Christian Bavone and Ethan Zubak. Midfielders are Efrain Alvarez, Joe Corona, Emil Cuello, Jonathan Dos Santos, Alexander Katai, Perry Kitchen, Sasha Kleschen, Sebastian Legette, who signed a new contract with the Galaxy this year. Uh, defenders are listed as Julian Arajo, who got a call up to the U.S. men's national team, Rolf Felcher, Giancarlo Gonzalez, Emiliano Insua, Jorgen Chelvik, Dan Stares, who also uh, signed oh, yes. a new contract this year. Yes. And Didi Traore. Our goalkeepers are Bingham and Justin Von, Von Stieg. So, so if you're paying attention, and I'm sure this is what everyone is looking at, is you're still missing a striker. You're still missing a striker, and you are and a, missing and a third a, goalkeeper, I think. Uh, yes, but a third goalkeeper, I mean, that's uh, I mean, I'm sure you can maybe call up someone from G2 if you wish. Um, but uh, you're missing a striker. Pavon is not a striker. He's a midfielder. He's listed as a striker, but he's not a striker. No, he's listed so, as a forward, not okay, a striker. As, okay, so he's listed as a there's, forward. There's a difference. There is a difference. Okay. Uh, so either way, I still think it's incorrect. He's a midfielder. And then you have Zubak. So that is pretty much your only forward slash striker on the team. You are also uh, short a DP guy. So we do have a spot for that big home run, yeah. big name talent that everyone is waiting for. Exactly. And the the rumor is that there, there are a lot of rumors and that you're going to hear a lot of rumors from here until a player is officially signed, which may not happen this transfer window. They could yeah, very well could be the summer. Uh, uh, in the summer. But here is where I'm kind of like mm, about that. Even if you were to sign one big name, and the current, I think the current rumor target, I'm going to say rumor target, is Sergio Aguero of Manchester City. And uh, we went after, I think I think we officially did go after Cavani, but the guy was asking for too much money and was quickly, we quickly 
quickly walked away from that. He has now signed with Atletico Madrid. And I'm pretty sure as soon as Atletico Madrid showed interest in him, we were pretty much out of that market. Of course. There was no way that we can ever compete with Atletico Madrid as far as what we can offer him. So, so I think the other one was Chicharito. That's not the first time we've ever heard that rumor before. Chicharito is also a rumor. Know. I may turn but, my back one day if that happens. Oh, <laughs> I think that, I, I'm, I, I'm this very is too close of a geo. Uh, to well, me, it's for me, it's no. like worse. I mean, no. I wouldn't say it's worse because I did like his work rate as far as when he was in the bigger teams and there was a new coach that didn't play him. And when he did, oh, no, no, when no. he was used, he was, he was ready to go. No, be, but, as a player, I'm sure he'd be fine. But me, I would not want it. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It would be worse than, than Gio to me. But It'd the other thing is, is that, I mean, Chicharito has come out and said, you're going to have to pay me a lot of money for me to come to MLS. So he's of basically course. looking for a big paycheck. As if to say, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to go there. And if you are, you're going to have to pay me a lot of money for me to get away from. Well, his ap- his options you know. have to start going a lot lower before he so, decides to go around this area. So what yeah. you're saying, what you're saying, Lewis, is that DTK is going to bring him in on like 300k. <laughs> <laughs> would you be okay with that? Because I would. Yeah, I would. I, I okay. would because, because here here's the thing about here's the thing about Javier Hernandez. Um, Every all the extra stuff, all the off the field stuff that comes with him, uh, in terms of the marketing, the way that the, the 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 league and the galaxy are gonna push just him, because remember that's how it was with Gio. When Gio was signed, it was the only person on the team was Giovanni dos Santos, uh, for a very long time, until his brother came, and then it's it's gonna be the same way for for uh, for Javier Hernandez, and I think, but I think on the field. If he is not just here for a paycheck, if he comes in on like you know three four hundred k, let's say he's not you know doing he's that, good. but yeah, I, I, I know. But you know that that means he's coming because he wants to play and he wants to be here in LA, and that's and that's going to be you know obviously that's not never going to happen. But if it were to happen, I would be okay with him because you know say what you will about him, he's not a very good player. But the one thing that he is good at is fighting. Like he has a nose for goal. He knows how to be in the right spots. Even if a ball hits him in the face and it, the ball goes in the net, you can't argue <laughs> that. You know, you cannot so, argue that. He's, so, so is that Yossi Zardes of say. the Mexican national team? There you I would go. say. There I, you go. I don't know. I would. I was gonna say Wanda Lowski. Wanda Lowski usually is just in places that just is lucky. Like, oh, all right. Well, yeah, he's I, a poacher. He's I, a poacher. He, he's a poacher for sure. And that's the one thing that I think the Galaxy was really missing last year. Like, that's the one thing. And 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 looking at our midfield right now, our midfield is, or the way our roster is built is, I guess we're just gonna pass the ball into the net. And so uh, having a guy like Javier Hernandez, who's a poacher, I think we would be pleasantly surprised. <sighs> now, there having said that, with all, with all the other stuff, yes, I agree. With all the other stuff that comes with Javier Hernandez, no, I would not want him on the Galaxy because we would get a ton of new people coming to the stadium that are not there for the Galaxy. They're there for Javier Hernandez. And – it's gonna be, which is always the case for all our stars. But yeah, you know. yeah, that's true. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of came out of the woodwork for for Zlatan and for Gio and for Gerard <laughs> every, and for Becker. every star, dude. Every star. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, Bobby has a point. I mean, you're what, what you really hope for is that some of those people stay. 
that's what you're hoping for. You're, you're you're hoping to attract fans, and then when they get there, hey, this team isn't bad. You know, they buy into I the team, not not the right. I'm sure yeah. there's exactly. I'm sure there's always stragglers, but there's never the big the bigger number that we would like. Right. Of course, but you're hoping. I mean, a, a, any little number counts to you know to to grow, you know, to to grow the the uh, uh, the family, uh, so to say. Obviously. We see the people who have moved on from, you know, say the Gerards or the Gio, even the Zlatans. So you're hoping that a, a few of them do stay in, like I said, like you enjoy it enough to, hey, this is actually pretty cool and they're not that bad and I can get behind them and whatnot. But, you know, obviously they're <laughs> yeah, that's, obviously that's what we always psychic. want to hear from guys. I just, I just, I just don't. That bad. <laughs> I think we could get that. that bad. I think we could get that from any other player i just don't like chicharito i don't want to but for for the thing that the thing is is that if you're signing chicharito you know why you're signing no yeah you could totally can he be can he be be good in mls absolutely can he be one of the stars in mls absolutely i think he has enough talent to be very successful in mls but you're signing him for a very specific reason I think the 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 product on the field plays second fiddle. And David's saying you're you're basically marketing him. No, it's you're the basically flashiness. the only player that you're but marketing. Yeah, yeah, but it's a, that's so, every DP again. It's and every that, DP, but it, it no, the, the, okay. There's a difference between every DP every and a Mexican DP. DP. Yeah, no, I know, Be- but you know what I mean. Like you're still you're still trying to get the, you're still trying to get the ticket sales. You're still trying to get the numbers. You're still trying to get the number one jersey sales for every every single one of these signings. No matter if it's a Mexican, English, Swedish, you know, like it's, you're still doing that. For I, all true. I don't know if we've done this for Jonathan Dos Santos. Yeah, we haven't. No, because he didn't come guy, in, in that sense. He didn't come in that no, way. But, he, he but he's in, a Mexican. Yeah, but he's a Mexican. But, but he didn't. But he didn't come in in that in that in a campaign. That's the difference. These these players come in with a campaign to sell. Yeah, Dos Santos didn't come in as like an add-on with Gio. It's an expansion pack. Yeah, so but, Gio. but then Gio sucks so much. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> he used the DLC, <laughs> and, we, and we love the DLC better than the game. We were like, get the fucking game out of here. <laughs> Yeah, he's the he's the 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 Santos Celebration Edition. Yeah, I was gonna say he's the Battlefront. He's the <laughs> Battlefront Two, the but, new version of but it. Dos yeah. Santos, but Dos Santos is gonna get the overall longer standing love of actual fan base and I the, mean, and the has, lore. You know what mine. I mean? I mean, he has mine. I know, but I mean, he, we still have a couple more years, or you know, or whatever with him. Uh, and I know it's gonna grow. Well, you know? Well, did you guys did you guys hear about the rumor that Club America has made Jonathan their top target? Yeah. Their top transfer target, and so um, he and Jonathan was asked about it because he went. He was at the the Liga Mekis final uh, for you know to support his brother over was it like uh, last weekend or something. Yeah, last week. And yeah, last week. Uh, and they asked him about it, and he said that Jonathan said that it was a it was a dream to to play for Las Aguilas, uh, but he's happy with the LA Galaxy and he wants to retire uh, here. He wants to retire in LA. So hasn't he um, said that I like mean, three times now? He he has said he, he has, has said, said both of those things in the past. He has said that I think he it says it like in his sleep. With his brother. <laughs> could be. Like, like his could wife be. said that he said it like while he dreams. You know, his wife. I don't think he's married. <laughs> no, I'm David. Get with the joke. God damn it. Oh, got it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. The- okay. So, well, with, with all these. Uh, striker rumors there's one thing that we have to mention even if you sign that big home run if you sign a if you sign hernandez if you if you had if you would have signed cavani or any other uh, big striker out there i still feel that you need to sign another one 
because you don't have anybody else aside from Zubac. And if they were to go down, whether it's injury, uh, red card, or uh, international duty, or wh- whatever the case may be, I feel that you have to have at least another decent striker in the books. That's just me. I don't know if it's going to be you're able to pull it off. I don't know if you can sign some striker uh, from uh, from Tam and then use the the DP slot for a guy like Aguero. I think that would be the most preferable thing to do. I'm not sure if that's in the plans, but I got to figure that you have to sign another striker that isn't as big of a name, but at least serviceable enough um, to to fill in the uh, the shoes when the the starter is tired or whatever. Um, and there was a there there are a couple things. Uh, I'm sorry, a couple things. A couple guys that have been rumored um, as far as striker. One of the first ones that I did see was uh, Vincent Jensen, Dutch twenty five year old Dutch striker that currently plays in Monterrey of Mexico. Now, take this for what you will, but DTK has followed him on Instagram. Oh. So... Oh, did you... Going back to Alessandrini, did you guys notice, or did yeah. you guys see that... Yes, DTK I did. unfollowed. Oh, this sounds yeah. so too Alessandrini. Okay. But that's how... <laughs> but, dude, that's how it's been with DTK. Yeah. He follows I know. Instagram. I know that. I know. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not. He has been doing that, but... Uh, uh, I know. Okay. I know. I know. Okay, yeah. sorry. Go, go on. No, I mean, you take that as you will. I, I mean, he's, he's Dutch. He's yeah, Dutch. He's, so Dutch. he's coming from, me- from Mexican team. So it's kind of like half perfect. That, that, 25 that checks years all the old. boxes, right? That checks all the boxes. You would think so. You really would think so. I mean, this is kind of like in his wheelhouse here. Um, he's 25 years old. So he's not like he's over the hill. I, I will admit that I am not um, uh, very knowledgeable of the, the the Mexican League uh, and its teams, I'm not sure if he's a starter. I don't think he is. Um, he he's had five goals, or uh, in this past season with Monterrey, he had five goals in 19 appearances. He has played in Tottenham. He has played in Fenerbahce. He has played in the uh, Dutch national team. He's got 17 appearances since 2016. He and he did go up, uh, play through the uh, the youth teams as well over in the Netherlands so take that with uh, as which well I'm not sure if this is a DP guy or not I don't know I mean uh, you got to figure again uh, when you go down Mexico Mexico is willing to spend money Uh, a guy uh, who makes two million dollars again could be very very cheap for a guy in Mexico but very expensive uh, to MLS so I'm not entirely sure what this guy's price range is but as far as depth and as far as serviceable, this guy seems to kind of fit the bill here. So keep an eye on uh, that. We haven't heard anything else. All I know is that DDK does follow him on Instagram, and that is what I am In going relationship. by. Relationship. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and then, and, and I just lost it. I'm going to have to look for it. The other rumor, there's also been rumor of uh, Martin Benitez of... Uh, <laughs> 25-year-old Argentine striker from uh, Independiente. And there is a rumored uh, guy that we want from Guatemala, and I'm going to have to go back and look for it because I don't know why I didn't put his name down. But there is a Guatemalan. Remember when we used to sign Guatemalans? 
Oh, no, the yeah. last ones we signed won us MLS Cup. I didn't even so, know they existed uh, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just up and vanished. Um, I mean, well, after, did. after Pescadito, they're like, why try? <laughs> I mean, it's true. Uh, then again, like after Pescadito, there hasn't really been any like rocking Guatemala. That's out what there, I'm you saying. Know? They're like, ah, why try? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think right. well, the last one was Pando. Pando. That was Pando. the last one. Hey, that he won his MLS Cup. He did win. That sure. two Guatemalans that won his MLS Cup. So our yep. first two cups were won by Guatemalans. So I mean, and if that's the trend, go. let's do it. Sign him up. <laughs> Sign him up. Um, yeah, and I can't remember his name now. I'm gonna have to go back and look for it. But uh, ah, I'm sorry, guys. I probably should have been. No, it's okay. That one. That's all right. We're, we're, people aren't here for our preparedness, okay? People are here to talk for us. <laughs> the spontaneity, <laughs> man. Spontaneity. You know, like uh, like calling wrong coach that, names and saying you remember, <laughs> but you forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah stupid shit yeah, like that. That's what we're, that's what we're, we're here, here for. The there it is. Speak, <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of which, I put the call out. I, I put the call out to our Galaxy family. Uh, anybody who had any anything that they wanted us to bring up on the podcast, um, I feel like now is the perfect time to bring this up. So longtime friend, longtime listener of the pod, Galaxy Outsider, Madam Serrano, would like to know our most memorable slash forgettable Jorgen moment. Hashtag au revoir, Jorgen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um... Jesus, how can I only pick one here? I just, well, <laughs> I'm going to put it as one moment. Just the first three games. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Of this year? Of, I know. No, <laughs> of, that we had him. That we had him. His first three games. His first three games. Oh. I, um, you're right. Those are pretty forgettable. I have no memory of those first three games. <laughs> Those, I don't those. think he was that bad in the first three games, or at least not more like, oh my god, this is pretty bad. I think he, he kind of eventually tailed off, but you, you can tell he wasn't like, this guy's not the next side now. <laughs> but, oh man, how can I just name one? Guy, I mean, it was just a collective clusterfuck of fuck-ups. It's because you just, you know, you just tend to want to forget. Sure. I uh, guess so. For me, I think it's that uh, picture that floats that's been floating around the internet, where he's at the beach with uh, Romney and and Sarah's, and he's got like his his overbite smile out, and then people that that just became a meme. So that to <laughs> me, that's that's the most memorable Jorgen moment. So now, so because it's the only one you were. Now that I've used now that I've used this to vamp for long enough, the rumored. Uh, interest that the galaxy has in in uh, Guatemalan forward is Alejandro Diaz. Okay. Okay. There it is. See. Okay. Yeah. See. There you go. There you go. That's how we do it on this podcast. We bullshit until we, <laughs> we, we bullshit until <laughs> like, out what the hell. Find me some time. Until we Google it, and then. <laughs> yeah, we. we uh, he called, I try he to called Josh. Yeah, I try to bring something up in order to buy me some time, and then my other co-host goes, "What are you talking about?" God damn it, you guys. All right. Uh, okay. Preseason uh, is going to be on us pretty soon. Uh, only a month to go. Uh, the, and then uh, we have... Yeah, the camp starts in January on January 20th. So, yeah, yeah. like two and a half weeks. Yeah, well, you know, but the, it, people people get added all the way into like May. 
uh, right. if they're out of contract. But um, the dates that we have so far, and then we'll get into the, the 2020 schedule. So the dates, the preseason dates that we have so far, February 8th, there's going to be a open training. Uh, and then following the open training, there's going to be a barbecue hosted by the Galaxy, though. So that's February 28th. Sorry, February 8th at Dignity Health Sports Park. The Dignity. Uh, I'm wondering if that barbecue is going to be gaucho style since, you know, how, you know, is is, is uh, DT, um, DTK is GBS going to bring his uh, family recipe? Um Shit, I forget. You Bobby, should have wrote your out. joke down, dude. I should have wrote this joke down. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up and box this so David can remember his joke. Don't be mad, goddammit. Gaucho anyway. style uh, steak Gaucho that's style. delicious. I don't know what he was going for, but all I heard was, was him being lost. That's all I heard. That that that's all that really Write it really down. Meant. Write it down before. Uh, this is the <laughs> most the most smooth transition that I could get out of, out of the other bad transition. So here we are. Uh, February 15th. A doubleheader, the Chicago Fire versus the Colorado Rapids. Uh, the Sh- Chicago, who does also doesn't have a coach uh, at the moment. So February 15th at 12 p.m. Or a sport director. Or a sporting director. <laughs> That's a made-up job. Uh, Chicago versus Colorado, followed by the LA Galaxy versus Toronto at 3 p.m. at the Dignity. Uh, I will be in attendance for that game. Uh, February 22nd. Another doubleheader, Toronto versus Colorado, followed by the Galaxy versus Chicago at 3 p.m. So um, those are our preseason dates that we have to look forward to so far. I believe the Galaxy is done with their events after the uh, barbecue on February 8th. So I, down, you know, down to business. I think we're going to get uh, – I think I'd be at, I will be at all three of those events. So, guys, if you want to come down for February 8th, you guys can probably do that. I uh, should probably look at preseason <clears throat> games to, to go to. I'm sure tickets are cheap, but, you know, we'll, we'll be hanging around at the stadium. Yeah, I, I would want to go to the, the February 8th open training and uh, yep. barbecue. All right. Let's go. I, w- I would like to do that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. We'll figure it out. Um, all right. So then – I'm sure you guys have already uh, seen the schedule. You've already bought your plane tickets to the away games and your uh, all the the games that you want to go here. But uh, we haven't talked about the schedule. You guys want to talk about the schedule real quick? Yeah, yeah sure. Let's no, talk no, about the schedule. Okay. 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 So February 29th, officially the first game of the MLS regular season we will be playing in houston a brand new houston team coached by todd ramos um at, at 12 30 p.m again it, it's just around the corner it's, it's going to come here uh sooner rather than later uh, although to be fair i think this offseason has been kind of long for some reason yeah, i remember last year's long. was way too long yeah yeah la- i remember last year's i i, I kind of felt like oh we're starting again we just yeah. stopped but i think i think we had like, like really long I think we had like two or three weeks off of the podcast and then we got back to it. And this yeah. time it seems like we're recording today and then we might not record again for another two weeks <laughs> uh, well, because I there's mean, really there's not that news. much to bring up. And yeah, if there's more news, obviously we'll if record, more, but you know, we'll do something we'll post it for, for an hour. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. um, so uh, looking at the, looking at the schedule, our home opener is March 7th against Vancouver. Mm-hmm. 7 p.m. on a Saturday, perfect night for you know, g- great night for a home opener. 
Um, I think uh, there's going to be a lot of people excited about the about the Victoria block, the the safe standing section, something that uh, I know ACB has been fighting for for a very long time, and now the Galaxy is finally doing it. We we did go to the barbecue that the Galaxy hosted um, at the Diggity that was kind of debuting the 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 samples of the the safe standing things are very nice. The seats, are um, nice. the seats, yeah, the 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 seats slash standing thing is is nice. They're roomy, um, so you know it doesn't feel like you're going to be packed in, which you know I think is is good. But it's nice, um, nice I'm, to I'm have excited. customized logo cut out, you know, logos in yeah. the seats, blue and, and gold, colored, blue, and then okay. now we're going to see them colored now too. So that's exciting to see the 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 stadium be a lot more. Uh, painted in, in, in the look of the galaxy, something yeah. I've been wanting for a very long time. A lot of people have been wanting it for a long get, time. Get rid of those green seats, damn it. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things, I, I will be in the Victoria block for one of the preseason games, I believe the February 22nd game, so uh, I'm excited to, to get to join in there. Uh, who knows, maybe maybe I will switch my season tickets next year, but for, for 2020 season, I am still in on my regular spot up in uh, 237. Oh, although, I mean, I understand the, 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 the feel of the standing only with when you're with uh, the supporter group. And I would probably want to go to a few games just to check it out. Cause I'm sure it's going to be awesome. But I also do like the bird's eye view of the two uh, hundreds. Yeah. So yeah. Um, there's that. All right, let's, then let's break down the, the the schedule this year. Now, last year we were talking about how it was a condensed schedule because the 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 season was going to be shortened and you had to play uh, a lot of games in uh, even a shorter amount of time. And I feel that this season is just no different. In fact, I feel that this season's even worse when you're looking at all the condensed games, all the midweek games that the Galaxy alone have to play. Uh, well, even, here, even here's the, the first, thing. Here's the thing, though, Lewis. There's only four midweek games all year. Uh, that cannot be true. Th- that is absolutely true. Wow. Go okay. count them. There's only four. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and count them. Either way, so the there notes. is a. You're, you're, you're probably <laughs> there's notes. Yep. Um. Notes. <laughs> so um. The 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 amount of games and the amount of travel is also uh in play here we, we've known that in fact before the the entire schedule was released we knew who our first three games were we knew when our home opener was we knew when our season opener was and we knew that we were going to be miami's home opener so we knew the first three games of the season right off the bat and in those three if you want to count the fourth one yeah Games Let's alone, the one. there's a, a lot of travel the Galaxy are doing just within the first month of the season. Going to Houston, back to L.A., cross-country to Miami, and back to L.A. Now, all of these are all weekend games. There are no midweek games during that span, but that is a lot of travel for the first three or four games. Now, we know that the CBA expired on December 31st, so they are currently in negotiations. I know that charter flights are probably one of the top priorities, and or at least everyone is assuming that it's going to be a top priority. And even if it gets done, it's still a lot of travel, and it's going to affect you. And this is one of the ways uh, that 
or this is one of the reasons why you need a bunch of depth on your teams. You're going to have to rotate. Skeloto has come out and said in an interview that he underestimated the travel and the effect that it had on the players. And so um, look for him to do a lot more rotation and obviously look for, uh, look for more depth signings uh, in the, uh, in the near future. But even if there, and I have count, there are only four midweek games and, but the, the, the amount of time they're almost on top of each other because there are no midweek games after July. And I think Kevin Baxter said, look for, if there is a strike or a lockout where you're missing one or two games, that means that in the second half of the season, you can throw in those makeup games um, at least for the galaxy, I don't know how it is for uh, anybody else, but yeah. you can go back and you know make up those games, throw them midweek in say you know August or September, and have the full 34 games um, still played. I think that there is a lot of, I mean, when you when you break it down, and I, I I'm going to go ahead and give credit, um, and I always have trouble saying this uh, Twitter handle, uh, the the. The one that does the VAR? Oh, uh, soccer photogrammetry. Yes, yes. Um, Well, they broke down the analysis of the schedule. uh, And according to them, the the Galaxy only play two games where they have three days rest. But they play ten games when they have only four days rest. That's a lot. That's not the worst schedule, however. That is not like the, the most grueling schedule. It looks like Atlanta has the most grueling schedule here. They have six games in which they only play on three days rest and have 12 Damn. games, 12 games in which they have four games rest. <laughs> so so that by far uh, alone is uh, one of the toughest schedules. I don't think anyone else is kind of near it. You have a, a couple that have uh, five and ten. Uh, Colorado has five games, three days rest, 10 games, four days rest. Uh, LAFC has the same. Um, everyone else seems to be somewhat balanced. San Jose has four on three days and 10 on uh, four days. So Atlanta really got screwed as far as the the, the amount of games and the amount of time uh, to play them in. This is also, you got to factor in U.S. Open Cup. Or any other friendlies that your team may schedule along Champions, the season. Champions, Champions League. Because League. Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta is, is in Champions qualified. League. Yep. The League's yep. Cup, the ever important League's Cup. Don't forget the about ever that. important League's Cup as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are other games that you will be playing. So again, depth is absolutely important. Summer, all these summer games. friendlies. Don't forget. You That's know, what I'm saying. Uh, the friendlies yeah. that you scheduled uh, throughout the throughout the year. Um, I also forgot to mention. I'm sure you guys have figured this out and know this already. But it is the first time ever in MLS history that you won't be playing every team in the league. There will be three teams that we will not be playing this year because we have like 200 teams in MLS. So. Um, <laughs> So we will. Oh, be, there's more coming. There's more and coming. There's more coming. Yeah. Uh, so you have the Columbus Crew. We're not playing the Columbus Crew. So Scalotto will not be playing his old club, and we will not be playing against Jazzy's artists. We're not going to be playing against Montreal. So no uh, Thierry Henry, and we will not be playing against the New England Revolution. So we will not be able to play against Bruce Arena. Those are the three uh, teams that the Galaxy will not play this season, and. I don't know if that those helps. are probably 
or hurts me uh, in bowls and beers. <laughs> well, you still have to bet with them. It's not against us. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, when I look at those three, three, those three teams, those are the most boring, blandest teams that you can throw off there. So I'm perfectly okay not having to play them in the season. What sucks is that, again, the first time that you're not playing every single team, which now makes the supporter shield, if it wasn't obsolete already, sure as hell is now. There's absolutely no reason to have a supporter shield anymore because, well, I mean, the, the, the schedule Cause, is because it doesn't make sense anymore. Not balanced whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not, not every team. You don't, you don't play it's, every it's team. Not every you don't team. play every team. Like <laughs> that alone negates that. I think that's yeah, the whole Josh thing. railed about this. Yeah, thing. Josh railed about this on his yeah. on his show too, where he was like, yeah. "This makes it completely insignificant now." Uh, but you know, happy happy for those teams that, that hold this up as their only trophy. Um, so, uh, Lewis, I think you you kind of you know um, punctuated. Sorry, it took me a long time to find write that it word. Down, David, write uh, it down. <laughs> punctuated. Tell well, me the you know, bullshit I, while you're looking I through the, the, the I story. I do have I do have stuff written down, but this shit that Lewis brought up is not in the notes, so I had no fucking idea what to say. Um, There's no notes. The the thing that you punctuated about about the schedule, the Galaxy did not get a terrible schedule, as you know we we have had terrible schedules in the past. Um, and and a lot has been made about these seven games that are in May, um, but I, I do want to note there is no cross country travel during that time, um, and we have two games to start that that uh, two home games to start that stretch and three games at the end uh, at the tail end of it. So I don't think it's that bad. Uh, you know, a lot of people looked at it and said, "Oh my God!" You know, here, here's MLS screwing over the galaxy with the schedule again. Um, you know, traveling to Portland, traveling to to Colorado, that's not that bad. Um, we have a home game against, I mean, we have an away game against LAFC, and then the next one is against Salt Lake. So, you know, uh, all of those are within like a two hour flight. So it's not bad. Uh, it's not that bad, but it's still, you're still going to have to rotate your players. It, it will take an effect on you. The way, like, look at May. If you look at May alone, there's seven games in May. That's a lot. That's a lot to play in a month. And that's where your most of the uh, your your condense is coming. It's coming from May and uh, and June. So you play on May second. Four days later, you play. Uh, what they will say, you go to Portland, then you go to Colorado. It's not a lot of travel. You're obviously not going to go back to LA for those. But you play on uh, three to four days rest, and then four days later again. So three games in eight days. It's not even nine. It's eight. That's that's a pretty brutal week um yeah. it, it, for for any team even if you're staying local even if you're staying at home playing three games in eight days it's going to take a toll and you're gonna have to to rotate so you go to portland you go to colorado and then you come back to la uh on six days rest so not even a full uh week you go you come back to la and you will play lafc and then it kind of normalizes before uh Actually, no, yeah. it doesn't. You go Saturday, you Wednesday. You go Saturday, Wednesday. At Saturday, home. Wednesday, and, and then, yeah, and Saturday, then Sunday, Wednesday, and then and Sunday, Sunday at home. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you so know, that's it, not too bad. Uh, but again, uh, and then, and, but then you have that two-week hiatus. So I'm not sure if that's an international break or not. But there's no games between uh, June 1st and June 13th. Yeah. So you'll have uh, the Galaxy play San Jose on June 13th. I know that's a game that a lot of people are going to want to go to. Uh, and then the Wednesday game. You have to go to Kansas City, and on Sunday you have to travel all the way back to LA to play the Seattle Sounders. So, 
um, again, it, it's a it's a rough stretch. It's definitely doable, but it is a rough stretch, and it's well, it's something where this. like. I'll, I'll say this. I'd rather have it at the beginning of the season than at the end. Right, exactly. And I feel that when you're looking at what we've seen in the past, what seems like five seasons in MLS, the, the ones who've had a better second half or who've, who've made a uh, momentum push in the second half of the season. And we're not even talking second half. We're talking just the last two months or so. Two or three months of the uh, of the MLS regular season have gone on to make a uh, an MLS Cup run. Uh, we thought, oh, Seattle's not going to do it, and they ended up doing it in the last month, and uh, all the way uh, to MLS Cup. So we, we've seen it happen, I think, the last five seasons. And for that same reason, and I'm going to go back to the big DP signing, would you guys want that DP signing now, or do you want it in July so that you can make that push uh, in the second half of the season? Well, I mean, the way, I mean, I, I, I think it, we, we've shown time and time that we can't depend on that push in the second season. We need all the points that all we can get throughout the entire season. We can't be fighting for it at the last minute. So, but again, it does. I, I don't know how where it matters when it comes to a DP because it, I don't know how this team is going to do without an actual DP in general. So, I mean, you got to look at watch them in preseason and maybe early games to to actually go to have an opinion on that. But I don't know. I don't know where to go from that. Yeah, it, it's tough to say because you look at uh, when we brought in Robbie Keane, we brought him in, in late in the season uh, and he turned around and helped us and push us to MLS Cup. And same thing uh, this year, what you can say with Christian Pavone is the Galaxy were sputtering until Pavone came in and then they were significantly better. Uh, not that much better, you know, but they, they made that push to the playoffs. They got into the spot. You know, they didn't um, they didn't. Yeah, but just barely because enough. we fucked they, up just so barely, many yeah, games they didn't at play the high end. Enough. <laughs> we lost right. three games in a row. So, so you know, you 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 look at that and you 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 can make an argument for either one. For me, I think the the system is important. I think that Scalotto's method is important. So unless we're getting a guy who's familiar with Scalotto's system and who knows how to play in it, then I can say, yeah, you bring in a guy toward the end of the, you know at the second half of the season and make that push, or. But I, I would say that if you're bringing in somebody who's not familiar with Scalotto's system, you want to get him in as early as possible so that they understand how to kind of work within the system. So it, yeah, I, I, mean, I guess I, my answer is it depends. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's good and bad points on both sides to, to have a guy come in. Uh, in training camp and be there for the start of the season, get familiar with the rest of the team, build chemistry, have a game plan. Uh, I mean, obviously, all that is important to where, you know, once you are in those summer months, you're already meshing and you can make that momentum push. But we have seen teams sign the, including us with Robbie Keane, sign a player in the middle of the season and just, you know, Give you that boost that you need. We saw with uh, Lodero in, in Seattle. Yeah, but it also uh, depends on the players. team that you have, though, and how they're performing on their own. You can't just you can't just throw throw a star into the mix of a team that's constantly struggling until that half season, and then just and then expect just a complete switchover because that's not going to happen. But there's also the, the the argument of what if you wait to sign someone in the summer and then it turns out that you don't really need them per se. You're doing well. 
In a, in, so, a, in our situation, we need a striker. We need a deep. Oh yeah, of course. In our situation, it'd be different if we already had someone that we already can rely on. Um, that'd be a whole different story. But I think this is in a completely different situation. For me, I think that I personally would like the signing to happen uh, in January. That's just me, only because uh, the same reason. Even if you're if you're not signing the DP now and you sign some other striker to a TAM deal, you're going to after a guy who's just serviceable, per se. Instead of having, look, this is, here's a guy who's probably going to be maybe not as uh, focal as, say, Zlatan was, but he is going to draw a lot of attention, which can then open up uh, space for any other five guys coming right or seven guys that are coming right at you. I feel that to have that at the beginning of the season, to know how you want to play for the rest of the season is important. Whereas if you have the Tam guy, and even if you if he gets injured, you're going back to Zubak. So I want right. the three strikers in the, the beginning of the season. And, you know, I think, especially with the rebuilding year, you want, uh, I hate to say that, but when you're rebuilding again, you want all your players as soon as possible. That's just my opinion. Other people will have something different. They would probably just want that extra boost uh, in the summer. But I would prefer that we have a, as close to a complete roster as you can get uh, going into the, uh, the regular season. Going going back to the schedule, Lewis. Um, looking at the the games that we have coming up, is there any is there any games that just uh, you know no knowing that we don't know really know anything about any of the teams in MLS so far, um, is there anything that you're kind of circling in your calendar as far as games that you really want to like, you know, you're excited to, to watch. Okay, aside from the LAFC games, which is, you know, right. uh, everyone has them, th- those circled. I think just like the the expansion teams that you want to watch or attend just because, hey, first time you're going to watch these these teams in action, whether they suck or not, you just kind of want to see it, um, see it happen. So I think that's kind of half like a cop-out. But other than that, like you said, there's not really any other team that has like a complete roster. All the big teams just kind of go... Um, Go with the territory. You know, you want to see Atlanta. We have never been Atlanta ever, so you want to see that first victory uh, against them. And we do play them at home this year. That's it's in uh, July, so that's a game that I have circled. Um, I have personally have never been to uh, a game where I've watched Atlanta live, so uh, for me, that's a game that I, I do want to go to this year. And I just realized that that is my inventory day, so that's <laughs> off the. I just saw that right now, uh, so that is off. Okay, so I have to wait two more years to go watch Atlanta because I cannot do it. Um, unless by some miracle they mess up again and don't give me the day off. Or, and they do give me the day off. Um, and then, of course, the um, I do want to go to at least one away game this year. I think yeah. that's a goal. I have not done that. And I know that uh, a lot of the Galaxy fans are doing the 1K to San Jose this year. Yeah, that's uh, the push. So that's the push that they want to do. That happens on uh, Saturday, June 27th. Now, I actually wanted to do this last year uh, where I wanted to go up to San Jose, go watch the game up there, and then just sidestep to Yosemite the day after. (laughs) Um, So it's something that I'm looking at 
again. Not sure if it actually will pan out. So um, hopefully this year I'll have better luck. I was supposed to do that last year, but um, didn't get reservations to Yosemite. Yeah, start and planning the day, early, man. Start yeah, planning yeah. early. Yeah, we got to make the reservations. I think it's this month or next month. Yeah, next so month. it's next month. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we didn't get them last year. We had no luck. So um, hopefully this year that plan uh, goes through. But if not, then um, I do, or at least I would like to go to either Portland or Seattle uh, okay. for the away for the away game. Uh, Bobby, do you have any that you're circling? No, not really. Uh, just really. the Atlanta game because Lewis has inventory that day. Um, and then, you <laughs> so know, you'll go. Yeah. <laughs> Is Lewis going to be there? No. And it's going to be amazing. And I'll be like, dang, you missed it. Dude, it was like the greatest MLS match. No, ever. I know. That's why I'm waiting to do it. That's one of the reasons I'm circling that one. Um, uh, actually, you know, I know actually, it's a regular season game, but they went to overtime anyway, cause they didn't want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, well, they brought the, back so, the penalty, the shootout. The shootout. Oh my God. <laughs> Bobby, shut up! <laughs> they said on right, this one started. time, one day in MLS. I would be so, I would be so pissed off that that happened. I missed it. Oh my god! Right, get it started. Hashtag shootout for for and the, ATL and the expansion games, of course. I mean, those I'm not going to because they're both the way, right? Yeah, they're both the way. But um, no, Nashville. We, we played. No, Nashville, we Nashville, Nashville. Twice. Oh, then I would want to go see Nashville. Oh, we are playing them twice. That's right. So yeah, I'd probably want yeah. to go see Nashville for sure. Nashville, Nashville is in the Western Conference, so yeah. we have to play them twice. I was hoping, I was uh, hoping we would play Miami here, but I guess next year. But yeah, yeah. it's next year. Next year, we'll get next, next year though. If we'll we play them, or if some weird playoff thing happens. So, but yeah. Or somewhere, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, we, if, we, if we both make MLS Cup, but other, you yeah. know, other than that, you just I, like you just gotta kind of wait and see because you want to see what team kind of shines. Because usually, you know, once once the season starts, uh, certain teams I do want to go see more than others than I wanted to in the beginning of the season, just the way the way the whole thing is starting to pan out, you know. So, right. right. Yeah, I think after yeah. the first like two weeks of the season, we'll kind of go, oh, this team is interesting, or this team is doing something interesting. I know for me, like the games I have circled are Miami. Uh, obviously, because you know, uh, you know, even just watching them from uh, from from TV, uh, I'm interested to see what what they're going to be. Uh, and and for me, uh, Sporting Kansas City, I think is always a, a team that I like to watch. Uh, obviously, the home game and the away 1K to San Jose game, uh, I'm I am going to plan to go to that game in San Jose. Uh, I. Want to go to Nashville? Want to go? I want to go to the Nashville game, and I want to go to Atlanta. Uh, as Lewis said, that's his inventory day, so for sure, I'm gonna have a great time. I'm going to ruin your your because I, I noticed that the, the start time is 1 p.m. If I have to do inventory, and they have me scheduled late. I can make it. You won't do play. it, though. You, you won't, won't do it. I'll do it. I will <laughs> no, do it for won't. the shootouts. You're so fucking lazy. You won't do that shit. <laughs> I've done it before. Before. That was a whole different Lewis. Yeah. Pre-fatherhood, <laughs> pre, pre, pre Lewis. <laughs> Pre-fatherhood, Lewis. This is true. This is true. Uh, all right. And then and then for my away games that I, I kind of uh, am going to throw out there to, to see if whether or not I'm going to go besides the 1K to San Jose game uh, is the Seattle game. Uh, maybe maybe Chicago seems like an interesting place to go just because they're going to be back in Soldier Field. They're kind of a dumpster fire as their logo 
as our logo presents them there to be. There it goes again. I wish I had a fucking bell, man. <laughs> I did it. I did it just for this. I did it just for that reaction. Thank you. Uh-huh. So, you, you know what? You know what? I, I think we found our new shtick on balls and beers this season. There you go. Yeah. Um, the Sporting Kansas like, City game. Joe I'm Kramer soundboard. <laughs> uh, I, I would Ooh, love to go to Kansas City. That's that's on my bucket list to go experience uh, Kansas City live in person. And my my wife, for for whatever reason, really wants to go to Vancouver. She's like, "Hey, we should go to Vancouver for for Galaxy Away." I was like, "Yeah, I'm down." She, International travel. She thinks the sweaters are cute. Let's do it. Yeah, the Vancouver, the Vancouver sweaters. No, because you have to wear sweaters in Vancouver. She oh, thinks it's true. cute. You got to be worn right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> those are the the the, the game, away games that I'm considering going to this year. I don't know how many I'm going to get to, but I do. I I did definitely have a phenomenal time uh, traveling to uh, NYC last year to to go see the Red Bulls play. Uh, so I, I want to check that out again. I want to experience that again. I don't think. Oh well, you'd have to go to NYCFC this year. We played the Red right. Bulls. Uh, in, at home in August, week. in like the the most humid time in, right. in New York, <laughs> it would be terrible. Uh, but I'd be down to go again uh, to to New York. Yeah, New York would be uh, New York would be uh, a really cool trip. It, it seemed like a lot of fun last year with all the pictures, all the videos that the uh, the supporter groups and all the the travelers that they posted. Uh, I know that David, you met Mers out in New York. I did uh, last yeah. year. And uh, so that was pretty cool. And so that's, I mean, obviously the bucket list is to go to every stadium at some point, but uh, you know, what well, one, what one, don't uh, get one hit by a time. bus. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. And uh, you know, with that, I think, I think that's all we have to talk about yep. right now. Any last words, Louis? I believe so. I, I think we've cut. I'm right here. All right. David, do you have a joke that you, you haven't written yet? I don't have a joke, but I do have a, a <laughs> kind of a sad thing. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, a sad yeah, thing. Yeah, it's got to be a sad right, thing. Right, right, right. I do have a sad Go thing. Go ahead. How about, how about for your, <laughs> David, how about for your New Year's resolution, you end on a happy note this, this year? Well, honestly, you know what? From that. Seen is that it's the third day of the year, and uh, as most resolutions get broken within the first week, wait, wait, the first yeah, week. let's do that. Okay, uh, <laughs> right, no, I, I I don't do New Year's resolutions, um, but but I will try. I will try to 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 not have a sad thing for the last thing. I'll I'll pick the sad thing, and we'll do that at the top of the show. Um, no, but as of January. <laughs> As of January 1st, there is a new law in California that forces employers employers to treat independent contractors as regular employees, meaning they have to give uh, health care or they have to provide health care and benefits, uh, the same ones that are afforded to regular employees. Because of that, SB Nation has severed ties with their, LA, their California-based uh, contributors, meaning friend of the show, Mike Gray, who has done phenomenal work with LAG Confidential. Uh, they have they have parted ways. So now he loses LAG Confidential. He loses his connection to SB Nation. He has said that he's going to take a break from um, soccer for a bit. Uh, and so I do just want to say, uh, give a special shout out to Mike, who has, again, been supportive of our show and what we do. Um, for us, the the SB Nation, you know, LAG Confidential was one of the the early um, 
LA Galaxy media outlets the same way that Josh and, and Corner of the Galaxy have been er, early days. Uh, Mike was there for a very, very long time. So um, he is a big reason why the LA Galaxy community is what it is. Uh, so I just want to give him a special shout out. We look forward to whatever work you're going to do coming up next. If you're, if you want to write for our website, you're more than welcome to do that. But um, you know, he's, he's got bigger fish to fry. So we, we wish him luck uh, in the future. So thanks Mike. Well, well said. Well said. Yeah, that sucks. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Episode 180. I'm here with David and Lewis. All right. Good night, everybody. Happy New Year, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in a few weeks. Well, some of the time. At some point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At some point. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 